about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker. That is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Welcome to the Steve Day Show free podcast powered by CRTV here on iHeart, iTunes, and Stitcher. Glad that you would join us here today. Todd and Aaron are here alongside me, Steve Dace. We love to know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D E A C E. Speaking of shows, we just wrapped up today's CRTV show. And if those with uh, promo code DACE or who are already subscribers, if they're going to head over to CRTV later today to watch, Aaron, give them a little preview of what they're going to see. What's today's clickbait? You won't believe what Steve said about MSNBC's Rachel Maddow. Oh, that's good clickbait there. Yeah, that was a good discussion, too. That entire fake news or not uh, segment, that was really good. Uh, they just, they just it's, If we want to recover what it really means to, to, to live together in this country, to actually be Americans, we have to start developing and practicing what we preach when it comes to integrity. And I hope that what we did today modeled that, or what you did today modeled that. Todd, I'm just glad you're doing the show after what you the street cred you just got on uh, Twitter. You know, you could have walked out of here into the sunset, man. <laughs> you got to tell your audience about this. All right, so I was on HLN earlier today, and I like Carol Costello. She's been good to me, and I'm not Trump. Where hey, because you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. But there is that whole love your neighbors, you love yourself thing, right? She's given me a chance to talk. Doesn't troll me, demagogue me. So I will return the favor. I don't like what happened today. So I was contacted at 8 o'clock this morning about coming on today, and it was to talk about Trump and taxes. So I'm like, yeah, I'll make that happen. Uh, Now, they did send me a a follow-up text, but it was so late, I was already in the chair here in the satellite, pardon me, in our satellite studio to do the hit, so I didn't see it. So right before, literally, we are in the commercial break, like two minutes and at that point, another voice comes on and says, oh, hey, we're going to bring up the whole Eminem uh, rap about Trump thing. You guys know I hate those stories. I go out of my way not to know details, don't want to know, don't care. There, Phil Collins once sang a song about moments like this. I don't care any mo-wo. I don't care. You couldn't get me to care. Uh, unless you paid me, I'm not going to care. You have, you're going to have to pay me to care about something like that. So, you know, they did give me a heads up, albeit about 120 seconds. I would not have gone on to talk about this. I like debates. We're in, a, we're in a line of work where you guys working for me want the boss to get some publicity, right? Helps the cause. This I would not have done. I, I don't care. Find someone else that's going to... Now, if, if you're paying me as your contributor, I get it. I'm your Huckleberry. I agreed. But I'm coming on my own free time. So this I would have, I would have politely said, no, thank you. I go find somebody else because I have done that before. So now that now now that I'm in this position where I, I, I and I'm not going to be rude because they've invited me on and it's not like I'm going to bail on them. But I, I literally if you in, in the clip, I think is going to be up on our Facebook wall. I've offered nothing. 
you can see the look of dismissive disdain on my face. I went on out of my way to just completely destroy the notion of even having this conversation in the first place, that we're taking this guy seriously, right? Well, those of you that remember the days of the of late 80s rap on Yo! MTV Raps. That's the weirdest transition you've ever done on this show, <laughs> ever. It's not even It'll close. make sense in a minute. It'll make sense in a minute. All right, back, you know, when you had uh, 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 Ed Lover, and uh, and the not the Dr. Dre that we know today, but the original Dr. Dre and Fab Five Freddy hosting that show. You were so down, and look how happy you are now. <laughs> this is what's so great about this story. So, a name shows up in my Twitter mentions about an hour after I show up on uh, HLN, where I I literally they handed they handed me a live mic and a bowl of Cheerios, and I literally whizzed on it right there on national television. I I wasn't going to have a serious conversation about this on any level whatsoever. Not taking, I didn't take it seriously. I, I did everything but say let them eat cake in this in this clip when you watch it, okay? And one of the staples of late 80s rap R&B from back in the day, along with, you know, Digital Underground, Rob Bass. You got to know Rob Bass. I, that, was, that was a party yeah. staple back in the day, bro, okay? From that era of late 80s rap, when it was Ed Lover and Dr. Dre and Fred, Fab Five Freddy hosting Going to Be Raps every day. One of the staples was Al B. Sure. That was his name, Al B. Sure. And earlier today, Al B. Sure copied me in the tweet, and he tweeted to Carol Costello, Costello at HLN, saying, "Hey, we respect you, Carol, but Steve Dace is clueless when it comes to the political impact of Eminem's rap at, on the BET Awards last night." Now, for a guy who grew up, you know, watching Yo! MTV raps in the late 80s, growing up in Michigan, where, by the way, where's Eminem from? Michigan. And I know I'm not from Detroit. Michigan's like France. Every time someone says they're from France, where do you think they're from? Paris. Paris. Every time someone's from Michigan, where do you think they're from? Detroit. Detroit. I've never said I'm from Detroit. I run into Iowans all the time. I haven't lived in Michigan for 20 years. I've lived here in Iowa now for 22 years. I run into Iowans all the time like, oh yeah, you grew up in Detroit. I never said I grew up in Detroit. But most people assume because you grew up in Michigan, you grew up in Detroit. Similar, if I tell you I'm from Illinois, where do you think I'm probably from? Chicago. Chicago. Okay? Kind of the same thing, right? So I tweeted back to Al B. Sure. Because this is a big moment for me, I gotta admit. You know, I'm kind of giddy right now. You know this. Yes. Okay. I tweeted back, I will not rest until Redhead Kingpin. Big Daddy Kane, that was my very first CD I ever bought. I bought, Well, I actually bought two at once. The first two CDs I ever purchased with my own money for my own job were Big Daddy Kane, It's a Big Daddy Thing, and Journey's Greatest Hits. That's white America in the late 80s, ladies and gentlemen, right there. All right? Those are the first two CDs I ever purchased with my own money. What's more confusing to people, him and what he just said, or me talking about soccer? Little teenage Steve rolled in with his first car, a 77 Ford Granada, to the music store. I was actually going to high school here. This is the one year I didn't go to high school in Michigan. We moved back here one year to be close to my grandmother. And I went to Lincoln High School here in Des Moines, and I went over to the music shop at Southridge Mall, and the first two CDs I ever bought were Big Daddy Kane, It's a Big Daddy Thing, and Journey's Greatest Hits. Those are my first two CDs. Journey's Greatest Hits is good. Don't stop. 
Yeah, what is this? Smooth operator. Oh, is this I'll Be Sure? Big Daddy Kane. Oh, Big Daddy Kane. Oh, yeah, I know this song. See? Okay, so I get it now. Happy. I know this one. When he walked in after this hit today and looked at Aaron and I... I was mad. Death was with him. And yeah. now he's just like, man, guys. That hit was so groovy. Bad. I wish you could see Todd right now. <laughs> oh, my. So, I t- anyway, I tweeted back to Al. Be sure I will not rest until... Redhead Kingpin, Big Daddy Kane, and Fab Five Freddy also tweet about my political cluelessness. Play this out for me. What's your ideal of how far this would go? Like, where where does this end? What's the stratosphere of rap? Tweet, retweet? I think think much of our audience would would be a, a simultaneous mixture of appalled and impressed at how far down my rabbit hole of late 80s, early 90s rap can really go. Might be a deal breaker. It might be. It's Frankly, the reason you guys haven't heard this very often is because it's a deal breaker for me. <laughs> right? It's a deal breaker for me. So I can only imagine what people that don't love me as much as I love me some me would probably think if they only knew. I, I was, you know, that was a weird time though. You know, you, you might grab a little uh, uh, Snoop Dogg put that in your five disc changer with you know garth brooks rope in the wind and you know uh nirvana's never mind but that was a weird time in this genre though what would just make you swoon if you got retweeted here by like run dmc what are we talking here what's your idea blondie's not in this genre although five five freddy i didn't know i see that's what i was gonna say in blondie's rapture video i didn't even know five 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 freddy was a band i just thought it was part of the lyrics of blondie's Rapture. well played young man i am impressed that's like the oh, that and uh <clears throat> what's the one the hotel motel holiday excuse me i'm getting all choked up at this if your girl starts acting up then you take her friends everybody's saying hotel <laughs> meanwhile conservative review execs are somewhere right now what show are they doing right now <laughs> Who do they think their audience is? We just got done talking about Christians making good art. <laughs> I'm trying to quote. Um, I, you know what, man? If you if you bust if if like the guy from the Humpty Dance tweeted me, I might I might shut it down right then. Okay, okay, that's the bar. If, I just if, wanted if, to know if, if the guy from the Humpty Dance tweeted at me, I might just I might just say I'm done here. My work here is done. You know, if I got a little Kumo D, I go to work. You know, if he, if Kumo D dropped, if he dropped a dime on me, I might be like, I think we're, I think we're good here. I think we did this. We made it. All right. I want you to know I am 44, white, with a five head and a bald spot on my head. And it's not because I'm an Augustinian monk. Thank you. So there's that. I was watching a documentary about the Reformation the other day. One of my kids walks in. They're depicting Luther back when he was an Augustinian monk, right? He's got the got the hairdo. So he's got the giant bald spot on his head. One of my kids walked in and says, He's got a bald spot like you, Dad. <laughs> anyway, back to late eighties rap. What do you think? Right? Somewhere in some trailer park right now, some cougars like Are they single? <laughs> Probably not. That's probably not happening, actually. Somewhere, a lot of women are like, they've got to be single. (laughs) Have to be. 
Anyway, um, if you wanna you wanna be this cool, promo code Dace. We should change it to today only. It's promo code I'll be sure. I'm kidding. Promo code Dace CRTV.com, and you can catch today's show um, that you don't want to miss. Unlike this podcast, which you probably do. Let's get to Worldview Wednesday. I personally believe... Elitism. Marxism. Atheist. Government intervention. Secular humanist. Liberals and conservatives. Materialism. Nihilism. U.S. Americans. Christian. Globalist. Socialist. Democracy. Worldview, as the word suggests, is how we look at the world around us. How do we understand life as it hits us in the face? Libertarian. Tea Partier. The free market. Nobody is without a worldview. The only question is, is it a good one or a bad one? So it becomes the glasses, the spectacles, the filter through which they're actually seeing life. And the whole universe and the world and human life is understood through that lens. This is Steve Dace. I am now, thank you guys, I just want you to know, I am now in a Twitter war with Albie Sure. All right, thank you. That's, that, this is happening now as we're taping this. I am now in a Twitter war with Albie Sure. Thank you. <laughs> Promise Thank you. me at no time do you give up on this. You, <laughs> you, you follow it wherever it goes because I want to know where the bottom of this rabbit hole is. You oh. talked about weird mixing genres. I, I, tomorrow we may end up in country music. I don't care where it goes. You go there. If there's anything I am sure of in 2017 America is we are going to find out where the bottom goes. Of that, I am not sure of much. Don't tease me. But of that, oh my gosh, I, I am sure. saw what he tweeted. I'm now in a Twitter war because you know I have to respond now. <laughs> he is questioning my credentials. I cannot. I cannot allow that. This white boy from the suburbs spent, I worked a part-time job cleaning cans and bottles at Eberhard's Grocery in Grand Rapids, Michigan to buy these dudes CDs. I cannot let him question my street cred like that. I can't, I can't let him, I can't play myself. I can't let him punk me out. This is the I learned. I learned like the entire 1991 Urban Dictionary to be cool 25 years ago. I cannot... I cannot get played out right now. That can't happen, guys. My street cred is on the line as we speak. Are you calling a second audible in a row on on the podcast? Is this I a can't. Worldview Wednesday audible? Are we, I can't. I'll can you read sure. what was this just is, said? This you, is what he said. Can I read it? You can. I'm elated at... So th- this is what you tweeted. I will not be stas- satisfied until Redhead Kingpin, Big Daddy Kane, and Fab Five Freddy tweet about my political cu- cluelessness. Albie Sure says, I'm elated Steve Day shows dismissive mention of hashtag old school artists' voices as irrelevant. Your cluelessness is about hip-hop and it's MSG 100%? Is that some sort of late 80s rap code? I don't know, but I, I'm, I, I need to respond to this. Don't you think right now? Don't you think oh, right now? Yeah. I would, what, what mood music do you have for Steve right now while we do this, Aaron? I would say, hey, uh, let, oh, oh, I, let me put on some Blondie. I don't know. Blondie? I'm just kidding. Uh, let's, let's, do, let's do some I'll be sure. Yeah. See, Steve, do you have any childhood photos like where you've got like your record collection out or something? No. That would be like the ultimate trump card. No pun intended. Uh, here's Albie Sure off on your own girl. After the advertisement. I like this ship. It's exciting. Yeah. 
this music video is not appropriate. It's not appropriate? No. Alright, you're gonna like this. This guy has more to do with Harvey Weinstein than he cared to admit, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a guy singing, just so you know. He's driving a Mercedes. And he's, like, sitting in the project. Oh, no, that's his girl that's driving a Mercedes convertible. He's sitting in the project singing in his falsetto. All right, here's my response in real time. Here's my response. Now that I am in a Twitter war, <laughs> that <laughs> best day ever. I was gonna be, I was gonna be important once. I was gonna do something that mattered. Hey, we've I, been fighting I, I, for I, scraps I, for two years now, Dace. Now you be thankful for what you have. I'm in a Twitter war with Albie Sure. Why? Why? <laughs> Because you like it. And when you like it, <laughs> you want more of it. <laughs> Todd wins. <laughs> I just tweeted back in response to the tweet that Aaron, you read. Gosh. I just tweeted back. I watched Joe MTV raps after school every day. I worked bottle returns at Eberhard's in Michigan to buy my hip hop CDs. Hashtag street cred. Hashtag no hate. <laughs> Was that okay? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's good. It's all going to be okay as long as you keep responding. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I thought I made that clear. This is like the this is like the pushing in four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, oh. twenty-three, forty-two, four, yes. eight, fifteen, sixteen, hit me, yes. hit me, yes. hit me. <laughs> I, mean, keep, I, I am so woke right gotta, now. You got to keep. I'm just like <laughs> crack woke right now. Got to keep pressing that button, brother. <laughs> yes, this is lost. This is lost. Yes, press the button. Put in the numbers. Press the button. I don't know why. I don't know what it does. It's probably just a trolling us, but fine. Do it. <laughs> this is just... And you have got to acknowledge it. Con! Con! How are you going to segue now into what you were going to talk no about? Idea. No way. You're woke. I'm broke. I don't know what to do right now. I, there's a million things going on in the world, and in my mind, nothing is more important than this Twitter world. Now, be sure. I can't, I can't move on. I dig that about you, man. I'm totally distracted. I'm like waiting to see what he says back now. <laughs> what is the segue from here? Does anybody know? None. None. Because my fear is, we'll get going, and then he will tweet us back. And every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be brought back. I cannot let Al B. Sure get the jump on me. I can't let that happen, guys. Street cred, listen, if you were a white suburban kid who wasted as much money on hip-hop CDs as I did, and there were many of you, you know the street cred that is at stake right now. You know it is. You know what's going on right now. I can't let this go. Would you let it go? 
No, isn't this like this? This is like one of those rap-offs or doing the dozens no or doubt. something like that, isn't this? I mean, this is my kids he, would be ashamed. He did the yo mama joke, and you said no, no, no that can't that happen. cannot stand. No, I can't let this I'm go. With you. you don't understand, do you, McIntyre? You don't. Get no, this. this is like I don't know. This is like me getting into a Twitter war with Chris Martin in like twenty years from Coldplay. That that's that was that Coldplay was. Oh, it's nothing like that. Oh, it's is, nothing like that. This is way better. This okay. is way better. I'll take your word for it. His name is Al B. Sure. It's not. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's not the name on his birth certificate. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> All right. I I think maybe it is. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I I once saw this story about these two kids whose um, mom died in a fire, and the police. The, the 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 police were like, "What are your names?" They survived. Mom died rescuing them, and the police were like, "What are your names?" <laughs> Their names were incredible. They said, "Arangelo," <laughs> and Lamangelo. <laughs> they asked him to what? <laughs> Arangelo and Lamangelo. Like. <laughs> I so wish, I so wish the, the Frank Luntz political meter that they have on when they do a debate was on this show right now, and our audience would just be flipping out. <laughs> I just broke my mic. Just broke my mic. Pee my pee. I just broke my mic. I got cheers when I'm a chubby cheeks right now. I broke my mic and I'm going to pee my pee. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the cops asked the kids, "Can you spell that for us?" <laughs> no. And they spelled it out for the cops, man. And when they spelled it out, they spelled it out: lemon jello and orange jello, lemon jello and orange jello. <laughs> I've told that to my kids so many times. Every few months at the dinner table, one of them look at me, Daddy, tell us about the modulo again. Make me get so ticked off, too. So you're such a terrible influence on these kids. Okay, where were we? Uh, Nowhere, everywhere. Yes, indeed. Um, so that Harvey Weinstein's a bad guy, huh? <laughs> that's, a strange, that's a weird one, huh? Nobody saw that one coming. Oh... Yeah, if only Matt Damon knew. You know, if only yes. he knew. Could have he was stepped I, in the breach. I don't blame him. He's he's always busy uh, in between making movies in which he shoots lots of guns, lecturing Americans about gun right. control. Right. I loved. I did a column, and I used to write for the Washington Times. I did a column a few years ago about his movie Elysium. Do you guys ever see that one? Yes. No. All right. the The plot of the movie is uh, the rich elite people in some dystopian future. The rich elite people move off world. 
to this uh, orbiting uh, satellite station of idyllic living uh, called Elysium. And meanwhile, the poor people and the uneducated are back behind on Earth. And the place is a pigsty. It's, it's Lord of the Flies. And, of course, most of the poor people in the film are depicted as non-white. And I'm like, do you know how racist your movie is? I mean, this is an extremely racist movie. You're, the, the, the premise of your film is if the rich white people left, the poor minorities left behind would have no understanding whatsoever of how to live. How to have justice. How to clean up after themselves. How to educate their kids. How to raise their kids. And the place would, the place would go to hell without a bunch of rich white elitists. I mean, you guys should have called this movie The Klan. This is, this is pro- racist agate prop. This whole movie is. Then there's the irony of a guy who lives in a gated community himself there in the Hollywood Hills. He literally does. Ragging on people, you know, making a f- film that is panning people who concoct their own gated community. And that is, that is what the true irony here is of the Harvey Weinstein story. If you haven't had a chance... Um, before we dis- decided to have a Twitter war with Al, be sure. Um, we were going to spend most of this time providing some context to a column I wrote about this today for a conservative review. It's on our Facebook wall. If you haven't read it, I'd urge you to read it. You can find it at conservativereview.com. But just to give you the kind of Cliff's Notes version, the film or the, the column opens up by taking us back to the 2016 Academy Awards. And the film that won Best Picture that night was called Spotlight. I know you've seen it, Todd. Aaron, have you seen it? I have not. It's a tremendous movie. It's great. And the movie is about the quest of uh, the media, particularly the the Boston Globe, to prove and break open the long-hidden abuse of pederasts and pedophiles uh, within the priesthood of the Catholic Church, which they originally thought was just going on in their community. And then, of course, this is a story that broke nationwide. Yeah, and the film, by the way, as a Catholic, it's it is almost entirely fair in its portrayal, uh, with one exception that came out later. But it, it's not; it is it is well made, and uh, it, it it's uh, every every Catholic uh, should take a look at it because it, uh, it it's it's honest in its portrayal of what happened. And I talk about that night. I went and looked it up. Harvey Weinstein was at that Academy Awards because he's at most of them. He's won several of them himself. The Los Angeles Times actually wrote a story that night about the Academy Awards about how the, quote, Diet Coke swigging, chain smoking master, unquote, that's how they described Harvey Weinstein in the LA Times, how this was a rare night for him not to even be nominated, let alone to be shut out from winning an award. And many of the people in that room, too many of them, while they stood up and applauded those who, are, who were responsible for producing the film Spotlight, for exposing these predators within the church, knew right then and there there was a predator among them that evening, and they knew it for years. And I go into, in this column, that that's really where the similarities between the Catholic Church scandal and the Harvey Weinstein scandal end. They end there, and here's why. 
when the Catholic Church coddled pederasts and pedophiles, it was betraying the iconography on its stained glass windows. It was betraying its DNA. When Hollywood coddled Harvey Weinstein, the human stain, if you will, it was fulfilling their legacy. Harvey Weinstein is not, did not swim against the tide. He was spawned from it. He is their culture. He is their DNA. Um, whoever has the most toys wins. Listen, I love sex. Number one, I'm a guy. Then it's great. I'm not hiding that. You know, even raise our own kids. We hope. I'm just going to tell you right now. Anybody who tells you in this day and age that you are going to have, that you're likely to have, a fulfilling marriage with all the trials and temptations that go with living with another human being and the culture that where we're at and you and your spouse do not have a healthy sexual relationship good luck with that man odds are heavily against you probably in any era but particularly in the one we live in today there's a difference though between liking sex maybe even liking it a little too much and putting it at the very top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs as Hollywood did I mean, sex became like oxygen. Sex became like food, water. It's a necessity. I can't live without it. The idea that if that there is no transcendent moral standard, I'm accountable to no one else really other than myself. And if I do bad, meaning, and not bad because some external force said this is right and this is wrong, but my peer group thinks it's bad, I can just do penance with, by, you know, uh, supporting certain social causes. In this case, for Harvey Weinstein, his initial, lat, what was his initial Friday? His initial penance was what I'm going to use my money to go after the NRA. That was how he initially tried to buy everybody's affections out there. Right. When they turned on him. And before that, he was a big promoter of abortion. Which makes sense. After all, you want to fund the people that are going to help you get, discard the evidence, right? right? Absolutely. This is, what, this is what Hollywood is as a culture. I mean, the same people who two weeks ago, or just last week even, were celebrating the life and legacy of, of Hugh Hefner are now, are, are now ha- going ape that Harvey Weinstein just took Hugh Hefner's legacy to its most problematic conclusion. It's, if, if, if you don't see that, then you think you live in a world where two plus two doesn't equal four. Anything I would write about this story, or even the most gifted writer in our culture could write about this story, pales in comparison to reading actress Rose McGowan's Twitter feed this week. As you are reading her heartbroken, truly believing in egalitarian feminism, truly believing in social justice, which is a scam. It's this idea that we can, we can publicly bring justice to the world without, private, without, without first dealing with the injustice that's personally within each and every one of us. But she's a true believer. And she is just, she's, she's settling accounts, man. She is settling family business, name and names. Men who lied to her, big names, who betrayed her, who are lying now. Forget politics. If you're a human being, if you're a dad, if you're a husband, if you're a fellow woman, that, it's, it's been heart-wrenching to read her Twitter timeline. Well, what... Weinstein did is what Hollywood is. Keep in mind, many of the people that are now offended at Weinstein 
if a guy named Roman Polanski, who had to leave the country after he forcibly sodomized an underage girl in a back room as she screamed out no and stop and was convicted of statutory rape for doing it. If he called them and said, I want you to come film this movie with me outside the U.S., they would. So I'd urge you to go read the column. There's more context there, but you kind of have the gist of it here for the sake of today's abbreviated after we uh, uh, took a trip back to the ninth grade uh, at the start of today's podcast. But uh, some thoughts on this from uh, Todd and Aaron before we wrap it up. Todd, I'll start with you. Um, well, you know, you had me at hello uh, with the column. Uh, the 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 compare and please, if if you are Catholic, don't immediately. Oh, why are you bringing this up? It, it's it, it's a really important contrast to show exactly the the difference between the cult. Of, of progressive religion that is going on there and where it goes versus what happens when feet of clay fall within the church. You are looking at the crescendo of the progressive religion with Harvey Einstein. I mean, this is its... Whatever Mozart's best is, whatever Bach's best is, that's it. They're singing it loud and clear now, okay? This isn't a failure. I mean, it is a human failure, but to them... I mean, all of a sudden, you know, one, what happened? I don't know. It's just such a shame. No, this is where it goes. So read Steve's column and then read it again. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go. Um, this is the fruit. Not all fruit is good, by the way. This is the fruit of the sexual revolution. Of, of the sexual revolution. This is the pinnacle. This is the apex of the lie of progressivism. The ones it promises to empower, read that, feminism, women, are ultimately the ones who will be victimized the most by the, sexu- the, by the sexual revolution and really progressivism is, is tied into that. The ones who um, are, are supposed to be brought to justice, the ones who are supposedly the bad people in society go un- left unchecked because they support the social cause of choice, the cho- social cause du jour. And so that abdicates their sin or absolves, I'm sorry, absolves whatever it is that they have, whatever crimes they have committed. Progressivism is a lie and it will always, always, always end up hurting the most the people it promises the most power to. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it denies the first two fundamental truths of the universe. There is a God and he is just. Human nature is not basically good. And once you deny those two basic tenets of reality, it's essentially like trying to contrive a flying apparatus while denying gravity or laws of motion. Would that work on any level? No. It wouldn't matter how smart the people were if they refused to accept the fundamental laws of gravity and motion, meaning they rejected fundamental physics. Nothing they could do would make that thing fly properly, if at all. That's morally, that's what progressivism does. It denies 
those fundamental moral physics, if you will, of the planet, of the creation. There is a God, and he is just, and human nature is not basically good. Which means anything it would come up with from there is doomed to fail. Thanks for joining us here today on the podcast edition of the Steve Dace Show. Don't forget to check us out today on CRTV.com. Promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E. Get a discounted subscription. There's monthly subscription options as well. You don't just get our show, but all of the shows at CRTV too. Back at it again tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.